Philip, Philip Pullman is the author of a remarkable series of fantasy novels, a trilogy called His Dark Materials. The, the books are the best part. It's now a TV series, but start with the books. And in that series, um, there are a lot of angels, some of them really good, some of them really bad. But there's a remarkable scene that I always remember, especially on Christmas Eve, in which one of the main characters, Lyra's the, the heroine, it's her closest companion. Will, her close companion, realizes that he can see an angel. He can't see the angel if he looks directly at the angel, but he realizes that if he looks out of the corner of his eye, he can make out the shape of the angel. It's a lovely idea. Now, I don't know what angels look like exactly. That's way above my pay grade. But I do know that all of us who are paying attention to the Christmas gospel did hear the Christmas angel's message, what the angel said, and that's what the word angel means, is message or messenger. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I vividly remember one of my first experiences of feeling afraid. I grew up in a part of this country that has a lot of caves in the Appalachian foothills in North Alabama. And one time, my friends and I, we were about 10 years old, and we decided to explore for the very first time the cave behind the junior high. And we all went in, and we went in without flashlights, which didn't seem to be a problem at first. We went farther and farther into that cave, and it got darker and darker. There was no angel in sight. And at some point when we were there, you couldn't see everybody. You could recognize one of those voices, so you knew who was where as we talked and such. And, and I'll never forget this. At one point we were in the cave, and it was so dark, someone called me a, a terrible name. Just a terrible name. And it, it hurt my feelings profoundly. And then nobody stood up for me. And, and I knew who said it because I could recognize his voice. And in that moment, um, I was probably more afraid of what I felt because of what I'd been called than I was with the darkness and how in the world we were going to get out of that place without a flashlight. We eventually did, and everything was fine, um, except for our friendships. Those didn't really quite, you know, recover, of course. Fear is... It's a feeling. You, you feel fear long before you, you think it, long before you understand it. And in this way, fear becomes a part of a, a pattern that we recognize starting way too young, and it continues throughout the course of our very human lives. So, for example, the fear I felt in that cave relates to the fear that all of us feel as we learn more and more and hear more and more about the war in Ukraine. Now, the latter, the war in Ukraine, is, is exponentially more important than what happened to be in that cave, of course. But the feelings 
are similar and therefore recognizable. And I suspect that's why most of us in this cathedral can relate to these great words from a, a Zach Bryan song in which he sings and longs for the time before he learned that the world was unkind. Do not be afraid, the Christmas angel says to the shepherds and to all of us. Do not be afraid. And why? Because I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. To you this day is born in the city of David a Savior. Now one might wonder, I actually do, why in the world the birth of a baby, even the birth of the Savior as a child, should actually make us less afraid. It's a baby after all. And I vividly remember when Catherine and I had our, our first child, I realized pretty quickly she didn't come with instructions. <laughs> I cradled her like a football. I was terrified. I thought if I dropped her, I would, you know, she would just disappear forever. So why in the world should we be less afraid because of the birth of the Savior as a baby. The storyteller here is Luke the evangelist, and Luke is imaginative. Luke is what the church calls faithful, and that means he can look below the surface or continue to imagine how the story will turn out, even though you can't quite see it on this night. Luke knows, Luke imagines the angel knows, the angel imagines that this baby will grow and get older. This baby will become a teenager, eventually an adult. And this baby grows and experiences all of life. The Savior will experience all of life's very human joys and sorrows. From birth all the way through death. All of life's twists and turns. All of life's glories and tragedies. This Savior, this baby, as, as the baby grows, will experience all of that. And that's actually great news because it means that the Savior of the world, God incarnate, relates to every single thing we, you and I go through. Every bit of it. And we can relate in turn to the Savior because he's been there before. He's experienced all of that too, which means that at the deepest level of our existence, deep in our bones, deep in our soul, in our guts, we are not alone. Even in solitude, we are not alone. Do not be afraid, the angel tells us. I heard recently what I think is a powerful story about learning to be a little less afraid. On the campus of the cathedral, on our grounds, across um, 14th Avenue, is something called the St. Francis Apartments at Cathedral Square. It's 49 units of permanent supportive housing. And I was having lunch with a resident and I was talking to her, and, and she told me about when she moved into the apartments. And here's what you need to know. Almost everyone who lives in those apartments literally 
moved off of the streets of Denver into these apartments. And she told me that the hardest part that really terrified her was the first night. She came off the street, she went into that apartment, and this is so hard, it was hard for me to imagine at first how this could be true. She went into that apartment and she couldn't sleep there. It was too quiet, it was too safe, it was too peaceful. It was profoundly unlike what she had been experiencing for several years in the streets of Denver. So here's what she did. She literally walked out, walked across the street, and slept on the grounds on this western wall. And she did that for a couple of nights. She couldn't go back in. She would go back in during the day. She'd go back in for the meal. She'd go back in for the bingo. She'd slowly get to meet people, but she wouldn't sleep there. Until she said she met a friend and made a friend. She was talking to somebody, and she shared with that person that she hadn't been sleeping in her bed, hadn't been coming home at night, would leave. And the friend said, you know what? Same thing happened to me. Exact same thing can happen. It's terrible, isn't it? The streets become, we just get so used to it, and you come into this place, and it's quiet and peaceful and safe, and all that's just too much. But listen, you can do this. I did it, and I'm here with you. And that's exactly what happened. She tried it one night. She got in her bed, she turned the lights off, and it was just like flipping a switch. The next day, she was really home, and she's never left since. But it took, it took that person saying, that friend saying, you can do this because I've done it, and I'm here, I'm here with you. And that, that's the best Christmas sermon I know. We are not alone. It just takes a little imagination, a little faith sometimes to see it. We're not alone. Don't be afraid. That Savior is growing with us and in us. Every step, every breath. And that angel, the Christmas angel, can be trusted.